Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad. I'm Brian. Brian, what's up, dude? How you doing? <laughs> what's happening, brother? Not much, man. Uh, Josh, uh, we're going to give him a little break for a little bit. Uh, so uh, Brian's jumping on with us. Uh, Josh we gotta... is out floating down a river somewhere. Hopefully. He, he needs he needs some uh, river time, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yep. Speaking of river, we got one of the river goats from Indiana in the house tonight as our guest, Josh Shrinko from the Smalley Talk podcast. How you doing, man? Pretty good, guys. How are you doing? Good. Good. I wasn't Pumped sure to have I, you on, man. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was live. I can't see myself. So I like to, I, I like to look at myself in the mirror a lot. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> throw me off a bit. <laughs> it, it's the beard, dude. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, my, my wife always jokes with me because I, I apparently look at myself, my reflection all the time, like I'm vain or something. But it's definitely not because I look good. So I know. <laughs> I, I count myself doing that at my uh, father-in-law's wedding la- last night. It, it, there was like a mirror sitting there. I'm sitting there looking at people. Probably think I'm weird. <laughs> well, you were wearing a suit from what I saw on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, so yeah. You're looking pretty dapper there, bud. I have to say. So. <laughs> That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's all good. So, yeah, Who's man. this guy? <laughs> we uh, tonight we're going to talk about uh, Wilderness Systems kayaks. Josh is on their team, so uh, uh, yeah. How you doing? Uh, let the uh, listeners know who you are. Uh, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name is Josh Shrinko. As he said, I. Um, AMA, uh, I would say a dedicated smallmouth guy. Um, I hate catching largemouth. Uh, I'm, it's okay to catch spots every once in a while, but largemouth usually get thrown up on the bank. I'm just being honest. I'm, oh. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, uh, no, smallmouth guy. I kind of started, uh, you know, smallmouth fishing. Gosh, I mean, I've been, I, I've been bass fishing my whole life grew up fishing tournaments out of a bass boat with my dad and kind of got into smallmouth fishing when I sold my boat about 10 years ago and bought a kayak and kind of, you know, the kayak thing for a lot of guys, I think starting out, you know, one of the most like, um, one of the most like 
first easiest places that you go is the river, just because I couldn't really get out on my boat on the river, or at least not shallow rivers. And I discovered how much I love catching uh, river smallmouth. So kind of fell in love with that and, you know, did that for a few years, got a little bit in the kayak scene there. And um, yeah, man, just, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to start something to put content out there, but I suck at video so I wasn't definitely not going to do a YouTube channel. So I started a blog initially, which is uh, Quest for 23, which guys may have heard of that, um, which, you know, we wrote in that for about a year. And then uh, I'm a big podcast junkie uh, because I, I, I sell medical equipment for a living and I drive a ton. And like just to get me through my driving, I listen to podcasts and I started to realize like, man, there's nothing out here for smallmouth fishing in the podcast world. So, you know, I was like, oh, why don't we start a smallmouth podcast? So me and my my buddy, Chris, we started the Smalley Talk podcast. Uh, I think it's been about two years now. And uh, he's um, he's the fly, big dedicated fly fisherman. Uh, we call him, he's an elitist. He's thinks he's better <laughs> than us conventional guys. Uh, so... He's like this fly guy. I'm the conventional guy. We kind of play off that, you know, so it's a little bit of, um, you know, us kind of jabbing each other. It's a lot of uh, man boy humor, I would say. Um, But but yeah, so um, definitely got the explicit label on there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, but yeah, no, we just honestly, man, I'm just a smallmouth guy. I love love fishing smallmouth and around here. If you're going to catch smallmouth, you got to get on moving water. You know, there's really not a lot of smallmouth lakes, so it's just kind of a natural thing for me. And then, uh, yeah, you know, just uh, I guess that's mean. I, you know, joined the Wilderness Systems team about three years ago just because I paddled their kayaks. And, uh, I, you know, I don't even know what started that. I was looking at different kayaks, and I knew some guys like Jeff Little at the time was on the team and um, kind of knew him throughout different stuff because we were both like, you know, love smallmouth, and he hooked me up with them and then you know so i've been paddling those for you know five or six years so that's cool man we, we kind of got a similar story uh with the river thing for sure because i i started out wading the river and stuff like that and i saw people on kayaks and it's like man i gotta try that open up a world of opportunity and now yeah. I, i've i've hit like almost 60 miles of the river here and i'm trying to hit all of it so yeah it's fun yeah, man, that's 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 how I kind of like uh, I would say decompress or it's how I survive really. So because yeah. I you know, just the you know all the stresses of life, man. There's not very many ways to escape it, but man, when I'm on the river, I just forget about everything besides me and you know those fish. So it's definitely therapeutic yep. for sure. So well, that's awesome, dude. Let's get into Ooh. some kayak talk. All right. All right. Sounds uh, good. What do you want to start with? The uh, attack? Uh, so that's what I paddle now. I, I paddle the attack 120. And I, you know, I'll start off by saying the kayaks guys are. De- see, you know, the kayak to me is a little bit secondary to like fishing in general. Kayak's <laughs> just kind of like a means to get on the river. Cause I have a, I just recently bought a jet boat. I weighed a lot. So it's kind of like kayak is just part of my arsenal um so i'm not like you know super dedicated kayak guy but i do enjoy fishing the kayak tournaments so that is what's kind of kept me like fishing out of that more than anything 
Um, but currently I paddle that the 120 attack and uh, I, that thing has <laughs> been welded up about, I don't know, <laughs> 50 different times and yeah. it's got gorilla tape on it and stuff. Um, just because I only fish rivers and I just beat the living crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, the team boat stuff, I get, you know, get a boat every year and I was kind of stuck with that one. Like last year I got a, a real small a uh, little boat for my kids to use, and I use it when I weigh, like the little Pongo. But yeah, the Attack 120 for the last, I think, so this would be my fourth year paddling it. That's been my go-to, and really for what I do, there's not really much else out there I feel like is better suited for that. So, so yeah, yeah, I I feel like uh, River Guys kind of complicated a little bit too much sometimes, and that that's kind of what I'm coming away from now because I, I feel like there's just too much in front of me you know i need that open deck i need less mm-hmm. stuff with me and i'm bringing i'm bringing my whole crate with me and like five rods i'm like i don't gotta do this man because i only use like two rods when i go out there you know what i mean yeah well in the river is it's totally different animal from a lake right i mean you mm-hmm. you're dealing with the current and you know i've always been of the mindset Kind of less is more, even though over the years that less has gotten more and more and more. I end up taking more stuff. But the big thing is, you know, when you get a bunch of tethers and you get a bunch of crap everywhere, it just like, yeah. you know, it can be dangerous, really. Um, you know, because if you go, you know, you go over in a rapid or something, you know, that can that can be a dangerous situation. So really try to keep everything clear. Um but yeah, I mean that that kayak is pretty good for that. You know, it has a nice open deck up front, and uh, it's it's short enough to where it's maneuverable, but it paddles pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a good boat for sure. I mean I uh, it's it's definitely due for a refresh. I will say that. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what are you thinking? Uh, you know, I know they're not at, at least the plans. Uh, Right now, it's not. They're not going to refresh the attack line, at least not this season. So they they came out. I think at the ICAST, they came out with the uh, Recon, which is the new boat that is going to be launching soon. I think it was planned on launching this spring, and they've delayed it a little bit because of the uh, um, the COVID, as everything's kind of come to a halt. But um, it looks like it's pretty slick. I've seen some pictures of the prototypes. There's videos out there. If you guys want to look, but the, I will tell you all the stuff that's out from the spring, it's changed quite a bit. So there's definitely quite a bit of new like features on it. Um, I think um, uh, I was telling you guys before the podcast, but we kind of brought Hans Newt's back into Confluence, which for those that you don't know, Confluence is the parent company of Wilderness Systems. And uh, I think he kind of put his thumbprint on that thing. Um, and it's got some cool stuff with it. So it's it's some neat. Uh, I can tell you some features about it. Um, I don't think I'm going to be breaching my non-disclosure agreement. If I do, they might kick me off the team. So um, it's a pretty slick boat. It's pedal drive. So I'll say that for sure. Oh, that's cool. So so yeah. The uh, the the attack and the ride and everything that has that removable pod where you can drop in the helix drive, right? Yeah. So. I've never actually used that Helix drive, but the initial design um, with the pod is that you could use the pod itself for, uh, you know, a depth finder um, or 
whatever mm. you guys call them. Um, but yeah, you, I have a little Raymarine dragonfly that I use in the wintertime, and that's it. On rivers, that's not really, a, I don't think, a useful tool, personally. Um, but uh, you could pull that pot out and then put the Helix drive in, which was, I think that was, uh, it's, it's manufactured by Torquedo. So it's a, it's a Torquedo motor, um, but it was just branded as Wilderness Systems, and it had the battery and the motor all in, like, one unit. So you could drop that in there, and it was similar to, like, you know, it's a mid boat. So, you know, that old town sportsman, I think has the, mm-hmm. you know, the Minn Kota in the middle. I don't know how much I like yeah. that rivers just because yeah. kind of, yeah, you know, that, that'd be an expensive oops if you hit a rock <laughs> yeah. with it. So, um, I, I had a torpedo on my boat for a minute. It was all right going up the river, I guess. But I, I was definitely afraid of damaging the prop. That's for sure. Yeah, I've already busted a prop on my jet boat trolling motor, so... <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's a... I don't know. Honestly, man, I felt like such an idiot out there. Because I, I haven't fished out of a boat in a decade. And mm-hmm. uh, I bought my jet boat and took it out for the first time. Man, I felt super awkward. I'm like, okay, this does not feel... You know, I just felt like I was like some beginner. Um, so it shows you how much kayak fishing really puts a imprint on you because you get used to you know, maneuvering and picking up your paddle and standing up and sitting down. And mm-hmm. you, know, you would think like, oh, everybody's like, oh, a boat's super easy to fish out of. But man, once you get used to the kayak, it's just kind of like second nature to you. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a different game. I, I haven't fished on a boat in I don't even know how long. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com I feel odd when I get on a boat. Like... (laughs) You try to overcorrect your balance, you know, because yeah. a, a kayak's a little bit more yeah. tipsy. I almost fell yeah. out of a boat two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 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 so weird feeling for sure. Yeah, Bri- so- Brian, you, your kayak's basically a boat anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I was gonna ask what you guys paddle. I know what you paddle, Brad, but Brian, what do you paddle? Uh, I was in a blue sky. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pontoon. It's a cool boat, but yeah, changes anyway. are coming. That's all I can say. All right, yeah. I think I think Jackson's got a lot of changes coming, from what I hear. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> heard uh, heard pretty heard crazy times. Old Drew Gregory, he jumped jumped over the different oh. brand. So, you can get that exclusive interview here next week, Thursday live. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's funny. Drew is, uh, one of the guys that I watched, like when I first started getting sure. into it, cause yep. he was like, you know, yeah. he was like a hardcore river guy and, oh yeah, he, you know, he, he's like really passionate about it. And I've met, you know, Drew a few times since then. He's a, he's a pretty nice guy. For um, sure. I used to fish those river bassins. I really wish those were still mm. a thing because I had a I had a great time doing that. Man, that was fun stuff. But uh, 
But yeah, so so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the Wildy new Wildy. We'll see what 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 she does on the river. So I'll definitely put it through its paces. So. Heck yeah! Uh, do you got the specs on that boat? Um, so it's a it's a 120. It's a 12 footer. Um, it is. You know, I'm not sure if I, I don't think I have the exact specs, but it is a pretty wide boat. So it's definitely wider than the attack. Um, like I said, it uh, it really looks a lot like the attack, like just from a design standpoint. But I was telling you guys before, I feel like all the newer kayaks are kind of going to that. Like, you know, like the Titan has that design where it's like the mm-hmm. pierced bow and then the back has like got that square you know, back to mount power poles or torpedoes or whatever to it. So it's got that similar design. But I will say this, the one thing that, um, like, Hans has always put his touch on stuff is the boats have always paddled really well. So I know, yeah. like, Bonafide's paddle really well. So this thing is going to be no exception. Uh, I, I, I'm i sure it's going to be a really good paddling boat. And honestly, that's why I've stuck with the attack so much because – it just paddles so well. It's just such a good all-around boat. It's maneuverable. You can paddle good. You know, it's uh, you know, got all the accessories you can add onto it. I, you know, use a rudder. Um, you know, minus a pedal drive. You know, it has about everything that I want. And I would like to get into the pedal drive thing in certain situations. I will sure. say that. Yeah. So. I think uh, that that twelve foot is a sweet spot for kayaks too. It's like oh, yeah. the best best of both worlds. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for me, that I I've had a ride one fifteen, which is eleven and a half foot, and it on certain rivers, I think a shorter boat's advantageous, just because you are able to swing it around quicker and stuff. Um, I started out <laughs> my first like real fishing kayak was a Cuda fourteen, way too long for the yeah. river. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is like fourteen foot, right? Yeah. Or yeah, like yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah, and it was real, like, slender, and it, you know, it paddled well. But, man, you try to turn that thing around in a creek, and you're, like, <laughs> not not happening. Not happening. So, you're hitting both banks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So That's I crazy. learned pretty quick you need a little bit shorter boat. Um, but, yeah, the uh, Wilderness Systems in general – Besides this new recon that's coming out, they've done a good job with their accessory line over the past couple of years. So they kind of paused the boat part of it. Um, they were doing some reorganization. They, they I think, hired a new CEO and had a really kind of turnover. Um, and they came out with, like, the crate, the kayak crate that they manufacture and the, uh, the, the kayak cart and just really some cool accessories and uh, I've seen those like crates and people's boats, you know, all different brands. So they did a really good job designing some cool accessories and uh, well thought out stuff. So that's what I think from an innovation standpoint, that's more what people have seen from Wilderness Systems over the past couple of years has been the accessory accessories. Line. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, that that HD cart is regarded by a lot of people from different brands the best cart in the market. Yep. And we had John Hipsher on the podcast a while back from Yak Attack, and we, we asked him about a kayak cart, uh, if they had one in the making. He's like, unfortunately, somebody else beat us to it. And I, I, I'm pretty sure he's talking about the wilderness cart. Yeah, that one is pretty nice. I know uh, the Chris Lemesser, he's the regional, my like regional or whatever on the team. And uh, I know he had a big part in designing that because – the uh he had like a homemade cart that he had made like that mm-hmm. 
um, and it has those parallel bars that kind of sit in the like in between the the gunnels of the boat. And it, you know, with the design of most boats now, there's really space for that, and it works. You know, just like a you know running your boat up on a trailer with two you know PVCs, kind of similar thing, and you can adjust the width of them so you can you know change the size to whatever boat you're you're using it on and you can run a uh you know just like a cam strap around it and uh yeah it does a good job i mean i've pulled that thing through some gnarly stuff and it's and, and it's good it's a good cart for sure Heck yeah so i want one they're just hard to find right now <laughs> yeah yeah all that stuff man is kayaks are like low inventory everywhere so Ed, brian's like shop gold. man you guys you guys have all your inventory is almost gone, isn't it? Uh, it's pretty much gone. <laughs> and it's and it's crazy because like any truck that we have coming in, um, it's pretty much all but one or two are sold before it even hits the door. And then by the time it gets put on the showroom floor, it's gone in days. Yeah. So Brian, do you run a kayak shop then? I just work part time for my local shop. Okay, which shop is that? Uh, Rocktown Adventures. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. The only wildies they really sell are like uh, your pungos, tsunamis, stuff like that. Like they don't yeah, carry stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they carry a lot of the rack and touring stuff. They just yeah. uh, don't carry any of the uh, fishing kayaks, and I'm not really sure why. Yeah, well, I mean, the Wildy hasn't had a ton of uh, new models, so I think that's some sure. some of it. You know, we're just being outpaced. But um, I know in the fishing world, I didn't realize this, but you guys probably know, uh, like fishing kayaks represent such a small portion of all the kayaks that are sold. Like yeah. I didn't realize, mm-hmm. like the Pungo, I heard a statistic for the Pungo specifically that it sold all the other kayaks in Wilderness Wilderness system makes combined like 10 to one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I believe it. Like it's yeah. A, I mean, I yeah, it's, uh, like the Pungo 120 and 126, I think it is, or 125 and the loon 120 and 126, those boats fly off the shelves. Like yeah. I forget how many we get every year. And those are the first to go. I mean, most common wreck boats. Um, but I think uh, don't don't they have a angler packaged pungo? So I not at the current moment they don't. I know they did in the past. Okay. Um, okay. That was before they had like. I think that was when like the ride series was their like sit on top and then. Yeah. The Pongo and the tarpon was around, um, which they just, oh, I, I think they, about that one. Yeah, yeah, the tarpon's still around. Um, they've had a bunch of different variations. They just refreshed the tarpon 100 and 120, I believe, um, which I actually have a Pungo. Um, I use that for like creek fishing. Yeah, so yeah. I just, you know, it's a sit, sit inside. It's like, it weighs like 35 pounds. So right. I can grab it off my roof rack and throw it in the creek and just tow it behind me and hop in it when i'm done so yeah i i use that um for you know like creek stuff but uh but yeah i i'm still waiting for someone well i guess specifically wilderness systems i'd love to get like an ultra light 
sit on top, like a real nice ultra like sit on top because I can't um when I just go creek fishing and stuff, I'd like to have something that's a little more comfortable than that pongo, but yeah. bro. Eric Jackson from Apex Watercrafts has the boat just for you. Just for what are those things are like fifteen grand or something? Uh, I think it's eleven now. Eleven. That's now. crazy, dude. I I didn't even pay that much for my jet boat. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts, man. The kayak world is uh, it's it's changing. I mean, I got into the kayak stuff. Um, you know, with buying a, as most people do, like a Dick Sporting Goods special, sure, yeah. you know. Uh, but I, at one point, almost opened up my own kayak fishing shop here in Indy. So I had, that's actually, now that I think of it, that's how I originally got in with Wilderness Systems. I I think I spent like 20 grand on Wilderness Systems kayaks and bought a bunch of inventory. And we were getting ready to sign a lease on a space. And then I ended up at the last minute, my brother and I, we were going into business together, and we ended up um, deciding against it for a lot of reasons. But Wheeler Systems was cool enough to take back all the stuff that I'd bought from them, and I think I that's why I kept the boat that I'd bought, and just mm. st- that's how I got my first Wilderness Systems. So interesting. So, yeah. Was that before uh, Moving Waters or? Yeah, so at the time, Moving Waters was Wildcat Creek Outfitters, and they were in the same building, um, different owners. Uh, and that was actually part of the reason um, that I was having trouble getting lines of kayaks because those guys had like every line and that exclusivity with them. Yeah. They mm-hmm. didn't have Wilderness Systems, so that's what I had a bunch of signed to deal with Wilderness Systems and Feel Free. That was like the two brands that we were going to carry at the time. I went to iCast uh, and like met those guys there. And um, it was actually a cool, it would have been a cool thing. And honestly, looking back on it, I kind of wish I would have went through with it. But yeah. I I just got out of an 11 year retail career and I just, I couldn't see myself working Saturdays again. So, oh, yeah. I don't uh, blame you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I own my own medical device company now and I don't work any on the weekends and it's very nice so oh, yeah. <laughs> that is nice <laughs> yeah so that was part of the reason why we kind of decided against it but yeah they're definitely at the at the time wildcat creek was solely a fly shop which is they still are you know they're right. mainly fly right shop um and i kind of wanted to have a one down south so they i live in greenwood which is like the south of indy Theirs is in Zionsville, which is north of Indy. And I think it would have worked. I don't think we would have cannibalized each other. Um, but mine was going to be like a bass fishing shop with kayaks. So it was going to be nice. like all conventional stuff, which it kind of kills me because there still should be some somewhere. Like there's not very many places out there like that right. that are like yeah. dedicated, like fishing, conventional fishing gear and also catered to the kayak crowd. There's just not right. a, lot, a lot out there. So. We're, we're different here in Ohio. We got like four shops within like two hours of me and each shop has like two different brands. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's well, cool. three or three or four maybe, but do, yeah, it's, it's weird. Do they carry like bass fishing gear though? Is it like a fishing shop or is it more of a kayak shop? I know the one in Cincinnati does our shop don't down near Cincinnati. And then I don't know about the other two. Hmm. Well, the, the one up near me is actually like a whitewater but they sell 
fishing kayaks as well. Yeah, and that's what you find most of the time. It's like they got into fishing kayaks because it got popular, but that's not like their core competency. And that's what I still think there's, you know, you got like Hook One down in Tennessee, which they obviously do a good job. That's like a dedicated place for that. And I'm, I know there's other places out there besides them, but most of the places you go buy fishing kayaks are like kayak shops that sell fishing kayaks. And there's right. they might have a little bit of gear or something, but it's just not like for the kayak fishing crowd. And I, I still think there's a place for that kind of place, just that that population's growing so much. I mean, the kayak fishing guys are, I mean, it's crazy over the last 10 years, how, you know, how many more people have gotten into that and it's only getting bigger. Oh right? yeah. yeah. I started in 2013 in a kayak and it like having the river to myself and then compared to now it's ridiculous. You see so many guys fishing out of a kayak now. And it's like, even three years ago, it wasn't like this. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat, man. I wish we had some more water in Indiana so yeah. people get spread out more. But uh, <laughs> you guys have more lakes and stuff than we do, though. I mean, we got a we have like five yeah. five rivers right here where I live, but uh-huh. there's like I have to drive an hour to get to a lake. Yeah, well, that's your first mistake, even going to a lake. So just don't go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm o- I only go there when I'm fishing a tournament. Oh, when, I, when I have to, I always tell everybody if I'm picking between a lake or a river, and the rivers into not flooded, I'm going to the river. Yeah, I'm. I, there's been a couple tournaments over the last like couple years that I've like been tempted to go fish at a lake, but I just feel like. I'm going to make a fool of myself. I haven't fished in a lake in a decade. I used to be decent. I used to be good at lake fishing, but yeah, yeah, now I'd probably be so far. I'd either do really well or just not catch anything. (laughs) You you should show up one day and be like, what's up guys? Yeah. be like, what are you doing here? (laughs) I did think about, I, the last one I thought about fishing, I ended up bailing for a small mouth trip. So yeah. And I caught two, two, two 20 inches in a day, so it was all worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. I've never even caught a 20. Man, I'm <laughs> Come jealous. fish with me, bro. I'll, get, I'll put you on that 20 this fall. So Let's do it. That's, I'm coming over there again. Those, those 20s are roaming in the fall, man. So I've got, this year I have six 20-inch smallmouth. So, so, yeah. I've gotten yeah. close. I've gotten quite a few, like, 19 and a quarters, 19 and a halfs this year, but nothing yeah. but 20. The you'd, 20, probably be, oh, you'd probably be uh, disappointed in my fishery. <laughs> uh, man, I tell you, it took me a long time before I really was able to do that, though. I mean, I went whole seasons without catching 20. I mean, and it's and I fish a lot, but it definitely the 20-inch barrier is j- just elusive. And I think we talked about that, Brad, when we were at that after the tournament. It's kind of like... When you fish for them, where you fish for them. I mean, wintertime is almost the best time to fish for 20s. Like, dead of winter. If it's not frozen, obviously, um, that that's, like, one of the easiest times. And then early spring, late fall, that's when you really – usually will hit those 20s. But I've gotten lucky. I caught, you know, a couple – I caught one during – or two during a tournament this year. So, it was uh, – yeah, yeah, I was pretty thrilled <laughs> with those. So, um but yeah the uh the 20s man that's what what i'm after so and i'm I'm getting ready to head up to minnesota we're fishing the upper mississippi river uh nice. at least friday um so i ex- fully expect to at least get two more 20s 
So, where are you going up by Red Wing? Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. No, so we're going uh, up towards, um, well, we're staying in St. Cloud. Okay. So that's like, you know, uh, the head, it's not quite up by the headwaters, but it's not far it's from close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're what? fishing uh, St. Cloud uh, around like Brainerd, really like anything downstream of Brainerd. Yeah. Okay. It's fair game. So right we on. went there this spring. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to our, the podcast or whatever, uh, those podcasts, but we caught him on the bed and uh, we had, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this. Um, the group of us in one day had 47 in between 19 and 20 inches and 12 fish over 20 inches in one, like oh, seven hour day. So it was wild. There were 19s and 20s <laughs> everywhere you looked on the bed and they were super dumb and super aggressive. Wow. So, yeah, it was wild, man. Ryan, Ryan's going to hear this. We got a Bass Fishing for Noob segment. Ryan's going to hear this and be like, I'm getting that guy on my show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's not much to learn about that. You threw yeah. a Ned rig up in the bed, and they ate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smallmouth are pretty notorious for it just, being dumb and aggressive like that. Yeah, I mean, it just we just happened to get lucky, and we hit it where they all went on the bed on, like, the same day. And uh, it was like, you know, when you go out and they're on the bed and they're spawning, they'll be like, you know, you'll see a bunch of empty beds and you'll see, you know, fish here and there. It, dude, every every bed had a fish on it, <laughs> like every bed. So it was like, I mean, I was by the end of the day. I mean, I, I'm not exaggerating. Like I was paddling by 19s, 19 and a halfs because I was like, nah, I don't I don't want to <laughs> spend time catching those. Like I'm keeping I'm going to go. I was looking for that 21, 22. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I'd already caught a couple 20s by that point, and, uh, dude, it was wild. It was it was the by far the wildest day of fishing I've ever had in my life. So That is awesome. Yeah. Man, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, ha- for sure. How, how far is that from La Crosse? So, La Crosse is in Wisconsin. Um, this is in Minnesota. So, I'm not sure how far down. It's, I, it's, yeah, it's probably, like what hour and a half two hours north of lacrosse yeah so it's like well it's 12 hours from indy so i don't know how far that is from lacrosse but um it's a different river for sure than lacrosse lacrosse has all those like little slows and uh you know slow water this man it's all like it's it you know it reminds me of um up there it's like a mini version of the susquehanna river so it has you know, kind of that same feel to it. Uh, a lot of islands, and it's just real shallow, real rocky. But it's not obviously not as wide as Susquehanna. I mean, but it's, you know, it's pretty big. Like it's probably at, at in places. You know, you're you're I don't know a third of a mile wide. So I mean, it's it gets pretty big. And then there's places where 
looks like the White River. So it just depends on what area you're in because it's dammed up in several places. Um, but it's a cool – that place, I mean, honestly, if you're a river smallmouth guy, I've traveled all over the Midwest for those things, and that's that's crim, that's holy waters right there. But yeah, I, I bet. That's the – you know, and I've been the Susquehanna, which no, no – no, I'm not – knocking the susquehanna but dude that place up there is just it's it's next level it's the next That's level awesome for sure i lied it's probably like two to three hours north of lacrosse okay if not more it, the only reason i asked that was because hobie was having an event i didn't know if you were going to run into any of those guys or not no no not that not up that far and that's the thing up there um not trying to get off topic. I know this is a gear podcast and everything, but oh, it's all that's good. What we do. That's what we <laughs> okay. do. Well, I mean, up there, uh, there's so many, like, so much water to fish, like everywhere. And there's yeah. lakes. You know, you throw a rock and you're gonna hit three lakes. And up there, you know, it's just so easy to go fish any of those lakes, and those all have big smallmouth on them. That Mississippi is hard to get on from like a, you know, you can't put a prop boat on there. Like you just can't. So you either have to have a jet boat or canoe or a kayak. And it definitely, the fishing pressure is way less than like anywhere else I've been. We fished for four days up there. Memorial. Keep in mind, it was Memorial day weekend. So it was like Mm -hmm. during COVID. So it was like probably one of the busiest times you could ever go up there. I saw one guy fishing the entire time well well, it's like i I went up to uh, western minnesota one year and you know they got a ton of lakes up there and stuff and i saw two boats on this whole lake the whole time it's pretty big lake too and they they just don't fish for bass it's like walleye or pike it seems like yep yep Yep, yeah, and that's the other part. Nobody even likes bass up there. That dry, that blows my mind. I'm like, uh, I mean, it's like going to Boundary Waters or something, you know? It's like everybody's yeah. trying to get that, you know, shore lunch and fishing. I mean, the and the, the other thing is like, there's all kinds of cool multi species there. There's huge pike, huge muskie. It's just like cool place, man. Like that up there is, dude. It's it's wild. Like if you're like I said, if you're a river junkie. Like that's definitely a tri- bucket list trip you need to make because it's it's super cool place. So yeah, that you mentioned Boundary Waters. That's a bucket list. I think this one tops it. Yeah. I try yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it basically is like the Boundary Waters, just a river. You know. Yeah. I mean, the Boundary Waters has rivers, but it's all you know, small lakes interconnected with the rivers, and this is just it's a true like I mean, it's a freaking Mississippi River. I mean, you know. It's right. the, longest river in the united states so it's yeah it's just crazy how much different it is up there than it is like you know where i think of it like driving through missouri or something like sure. that it's like yeah oh, i can't believe that's the same same water you know yeah. Yeah. i drove over it in uh minneapolis and it, it was the same same way i thought the whole river looked like that the whole way but yeah uh, i don't know I don't know if you guys heard about that guy that kayaked the whole Mississippi. It took him like 60 something days. He did it on YouTube. Ooh. No, he did it start, great. start to finish. That's awesome. And his whole trips on YouTube. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Actually, Zach on the yak Legion had him on his uh, nice. podcast to talk about it. It was a pretty good episode. Did he fish? No, he just, he's just rec. I don't know. He might've, but he's a recreational paddle paddler. I think okay. just to say he did it, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty impressive. That's, that's pretty crazy, dude. I know after I paddle for just a couple days, I'm like, all right, I'm done for. I need to yeah. go night-night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy story, though. You guys should check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dude, we got way off topic, but I like what's right. heading. So. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. You guys you guys ask me whatever you want. I don't know that I have that in, much interesting stuff to talk about, but I'll uh, – I'll try to make it interesting. So, it's all good, man. Uh, you got anything else to say about the attack or anything? I mean, man, no. I'm looking forward to this new boat coming out. I mean, mm-hmm. the attacks definitely. It's been a great boat, but I think you know it's kind of had its time and it's it's gone. So the, you know, I think people still do buy them occasionally. I mean, that Confluence is still manufacturing them, but. I think their market share has shrunk big time because, um, you know, they needed something fresh. So this new one I think is going to be pretty solid, but there's some cool things on it. I think unique things that, you know, not going to be like game changers or whatever um, necessarily. It's definitely not a carbon kayak, so (laughs) not going there. (laughs) But, you know, for guys that, uh, you know, looking for something a little bit different than what's out there, you know, it's definitely, it's going to, it's a cool boat. So yeah, I'm looking forward nice. to find it out. So, so yeah. I'm uh, I'm interested in seeing it now. I, I didn't even know they were coming out with a new one, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's slick, man. It's a cool, cool boat. The one thing that I like really, and and I probably shouldn't say this, I'm I'm just being honest. The Wilner Systems pedal drive, I'm just not never been a huge fan of it, and more so because I fish rivers and it just yeah. doesn't have a good like you know, kick up system, um, you know, like all the, well, I guess Hobie has their kick up fins now. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jackson has that. I don't, I haven't, I think the native can kick up. It's kind of a funky setup, but, yeah. um, that's the one thing I, I, I hope in the next couple of years, they're going to redo that whole drive so that they have some, um, you know, different system there just because a river, unless as I know, it's going to be a deep, stretch like i'd be afraid to really yeah you know push that thing through through some rocky stuff so i think they're gonna have to start innovating a lot of a lot of these companies are gonna have to do it especially with the 360 drive with uh hobie came out with it yeah they're gonna have to do something to keep up yeah i mean that 360 drive is sick i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna mince words on that like you know that's pretty that's what they need to do is they need to just buy the ro- pay the royalty to Hobie, put that thing in the new one called <laughs> yeah wait, or, or wait wait till the uh, patent expires like uh yeah, Pelican like, did yeah, yeah i know which ironically enough uh, i don't know if you guys knew Pelican and Wilner Systems are all together now yeah okay yeah which that was that's kind recent, of recent right yeah, it was like this spring right before the COVID thing happened, um, or maybe the end of the winter. So Confluence and Pelican kind of, which Pelican's a Canadian company, um, so they're obviously known for like more entry level stuff. Um, so I don't, maybe they'll put that that knockoff Hobie drive in there. I don't there know. Dude, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, huh. I mean the the fin thing is cool. Though. I mean I wouldn't want something I couldn't go backwards in though. That would be yeah. Fuck. But yeah. hope you guys I, did it for years. So I, know. I've tried the little uh, lever thing, reverse. I wouldn't. I didn't like it. Yeah. The instant. Yeah, re- I got it. I would have to have instant reverse. 
Yeah, I don't. I think the if they came out with a 360 Outback, like that would be a pretty freaking good riverboat. Oh yeah. Yeah, I could that, see that. Super yeah. fast. Yeah, I, I, I've seen people comment on that too, actually, in the Hobie group, and there some guys are like, "Oh, that that boat would not be able to withstand the movement." I guess. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I mean, I'm sure that they would find a way to engineer that. Yeah. They. They, they had. They'd have to. I, I'm. Yeah. I'm expecting it. That's for sure. <laughs> it seems like what everybody's doing nowadays, though, is the bow-mounted trolling motors. Like how, like, I mean, that's been around for what, like, since the beginning of kite fishing kayaks. Bow-mounted trolling motors have been a thing, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, everybody's doing it now. And I thought, like, back in the day, I'm like, why are these guys mounting these things on the back? Why don't they mount them on the front? I feel like yeah. they're more productive. But yeah, that's like what everybody's doing now. I mean, they got those motor guide XI3s and. Throwing them on there, and yeah, I mean, it's basically like a tiny little bass boat. So, yeah. I got one coming on the way. Oh, going over the dark <laughs> side, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I tried the Torquedo. I'm going to try this now. See, see if okay. I like it better. I, I need that spot lock feature. I have spot lock on my jet boat, and I have to say, it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah I it's believe pretty it. Pretty freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a sick, sick feature. <laughs> you should so. talk about that boat a little bit like you just bought it you what mm-hmm. r- what river do you run it up so the only rivers i've had it on so far has been the tippecanoe and white river so i and i've fished out of jet boats in the past and honestly i wasn't you know kayak thing was good with me um, but i have two little kids at home and you know going out kayaking with them is doable but it's not the best form of you know way to get kids out on the water um, and be with them and engaged with them. Um, so I felt like getting a boat for me was would be a way for me to kind of spend the day on the water with the kids and them to, you know, be able to relax a little bit. Um, I mean, they do go out kayaking with me, but it's just there's only so much you can do with, like, little girls kayaking on a river. It takes a lot of work to make that, I you bet. know. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, but, yeah, I got a got – it's an 18-foot – um sea arc jet boat so yeah i'm i'm looking forward i'm building it out this winter i haven't really had it out a ton because i'm going to build out decks and storage and stuff on it so i'm really looking forward to getting it getting it on but i've had it some in some gnarly stuff it'll go in like you know like four inches of water so it's pretty it's pretty pretty cool bust up the riffles pretty quick then oh yeah yeah i got i've gone up some really skinny stuff with it so you know, That's for a awesome. guy like me that likes fishing rivers, it's kind of the, you know, best power boat, boat choice. So I'll say nice. that. So I have a story where me and my buddy was on a river that was probably 40 yards wide. He was on one side of the bank. I was on the other and guy jet boat just came busting right in between us. I looked yeah. over at him. I was like, I didn't see the boat or anything. I was like, what the heck was that? He's like, so. <laughs> Some idiot with a jo- or a, a boat just came buzzing through. He didn't even see us. Oh yeah, people have been ribbing me about that. Like, oh, you're gonna be one of those guys. I'm like, hey, watch it, man. I'm gonna run you off the river, bud. Next time I see you. Yeah, that's that can be dangerous for sure on smaller rivers. So, yeah, I'll, I'm not gonna be one of those guys though. I'm gonna be I'll I'll be the guy that slows down and you know, not washing people out. So. 
So yeah, cool, I like it. Brian, you got anything? No, man. No, I'm sorry. I've been quiet on this one, man. I I, I know enough to be dangerous with Willie, and uh, I've just been kind of absorbing it all in as Josh yeah. was going over it also. Yeah. yeah. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. I, don't, yep. I, I didn't know much about wilderness systems either, so it's kind of cool to get some info on it. Yeah, yeah Willie, Willie's like an OG in the kayak game, been around right. for a long time. Their team has got some really cool guys on there. Like we had uh, two years ago, we did a get together on the Susquehanna River, and one of the guys on the team is uh, Juan Veru. He's a guide on mm-hmm. the Susquehanna, and he organized it, and we had a freaking great time. Um, but yeah, th- some cool things to come from them though. So it'll be be interesting. Just keep on keep yeah. uh, keep on the lookout for some. Down that boat, I think they're talking about going actually launching in September, so next nice. month it should should be available to to get. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But thank thanks for having me on, though, guys. Yeah, uh, man, anytime. Yeah. For sure, yeah. man. It was it was fun. Um, well, we're winding down. You got uh, any anything you'd like anybody you'd like to shout out or anything? Um, uh, shoot, man. Um, I already gave Wilner Systems enough pub in this episode, so plug, plug your podcast, man. Yeah, We're just yeah. Uh, it and all that good stuff. Yeah, so Smalley Talk Podcast. It's S M A L L I E. We're on. Uh, I don't do do a ton of marketing for that, but uh, we're on like uh, Apple Podcasts and you know Google Play, and I think any anyone that picks up your RSS feed is we're on. So. Right. Um, you know, like Castbox, all those type of places. Um, sure. Are you guys on Spotify yet? Yeah, yeah, we've been on there for a while. Okay. I did you sign like a big contract like Joe Rogan did? Are you? <laughs> no. No. By the way, I will if, say this: if we I, did, like, <laughs> we never saw anything from that. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say this: I saw the list of the top fishing podcasts, kayak fishing podcasts. They ranked them. You guys got screwed, man. You're definitely the best one out there. So, so come on. Oh, that's funny. I don't think there was a ranking in any order. I think it was just a list of five. Oh, hey, I got But, you. like, I think everybody has taken it that way. And uh, <laughs> uh, um, it's funny, man, because a lot of people have said that, which thank you very much. That's, yeah, that's huge. But You guys obviously put a lot of, like, work into it. And, you know, as someone who – does some of that i know you know this is none of your guys full-time gig so i know how much work it takes to like take time aside to do these sort of interviews and organize people and sure you know so i yeah props to you guys you guys have a pretty cool thing going and i'm uh i'm it was fun to be a part of it so okay yeah brian dude mastermind he's always editing the stuff and posting it man (laughs) I swear, I don't know how you do it. I was up late last night, man. I uh, I went out fishing for a little bit, and then uh, I had to get the episode uploaded for today, and there was some kind of issue through Skype or editing program or something. 
and I didn't get it figured out till like twelve thirty, and I was like, finally, I'm like crawled to bed. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. done. See, I don't, I don't even edit ours. I just like we just I put the intro and the outro in it and say <laughs> it's gonna sound however it's gonna sound. So yeah. I love your intro, by the way. Is that like a legit, like, did that happen? Um, no, you know what that's from? It's it's definitely copyrighted, so don't tell anybody this, but <laughs> it's off of, uh, it's off of um, A River Runs Through It, the movie. So oh, yeah. It's the part where Brad Pitt catches a trout on the river, and, like, his dad and his brother are yelling. So I kind of, like, blend that into, like, a, a track, and, yeah, yeah. it works. Get that so. nice. I love it. That's awesome. I'm a big fan, so. Yeah, thanks, thanks man. Appreciate thanks for coming on the show again. Um, yeah, are you on Instagram or anything? Yep, Instagram is uh, about the bronze is my username on Instagram. There's like I think uh, underscores in between the words, um, but it's uh it's what we like to call smallmouth porn. So if you want to hop on <laughs> like my it. Instagram page, that's all it is, just smallmouth baby. So there you go. So yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, appreciate you coming on again. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you'll get another invite from Brian because he likes to poach everybody. Yeah, man. Anytime, <laughs> anytime you guys want to have me on, you know, this is freaking talking fishing, man. I'll do it anytime. Oh, yeah. So, all right, guys. Heck yeah, man. Well, thanks. All right, a lot. man. Appreciate you have a good night, uh, listeners. We'll see you guys uh, next Thursday. Don't miss what show comes on tomorrow. Yours, actually. Yours is tonight, Thursday. Uh, releases podcast format Friday. Yes, correct. Yep. I'm trying to think of what day it is. I'm throwing off. But, yeah, the day this releases, I'm live that night. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Cool. Everybody have a good week. Uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys. to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 